Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes, with Trey Blossman and myself, brought to you by Andy Wells. You'll hear from Andy in just a minute. You can call or text Andy for all your real estate needs. 225-772-6000. Trey Blossman and I are going to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA, some LSU basketball, some college hoops with March Madness right around the corner. Then we got a couple of hard-hitting topics for you with the Texas Longhorns and their Eyes of Texas song, former LSU tight end Eric Gilbert, and New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Yeah, as of today, March 1, he's still the quarterback. A lot of talk about retirement or not. We'll get into that and some of our thoughts as it relates to the New Orleans Saints. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, and I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Check me out on TikTok. We're going to hear a message from Andy Wells. Again, I highly recommend him for all your real estate needs. And then we'll come back and be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Kelly Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes. As we roll into the month of March, we got a lot of good stuff for you. Going to have some fun with it. Appreciate you listening, and hopefully you'll share this with all of your friends. Trey Blossman, how are you doing? Doing good, Tommy. Sorry about that. (laughs) Okay. It's the way it goes. No big deal there. Hey, we rolled into a new month today, March 1 on the old calendar. and Of course, that brings about March Madness, and the NBA rolls on, Major League Baseball spring training games. I've been watching a little bit of that on and off today. It is exhibition. It's different baseball, but it's still baseball for me. A lot of things we want to talk about today, including the Texas Longhorns, former LSU tight end Eric Gilbert, uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Yeah, as of today, he's still the Saints quarterback. Some college basketball with March Madness around the corner. But Trey Blossman. You want to start off talking about the New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA. Well, you know, Tommy, when we talk about the Pelicans, when I talk about the Pelicans, I talk about frustration because this team looks so good sometimes and then doesn't look so good at other times. There's a lot of potential on this team. And yes, they are very young, but I think they're underperforming at this point in time. I think Coach Van Gundy needs to reevaluate his defensive schemes. Thursday night, the Pelicans went to Milwaukee. They played a pretty darn good team in the Bucks. The Bucks uh, are now number three in the CBS Power Rankings. They're up six spots from the previous week. And uh, the Pelicans now 23rd, down five spots from the previous week. They played a good game at Milwaukee Thursday night, and they came out on the 
wrong end of a 129 to 125 score. That's a good effort by anybody's standard, okay? Two nights later, they go to San Antonio to play a seriously undermanned Spurs team, missing five productive players from their rotation, and they lose the basketball game. You can't be a playoff team in the NBA when you lose to a team that's missing five of its rotation players. Uh, The Pelicans were at full strength. So, again, very frustrating to watch this team on a nightly basis look so good at some points in time and just lay eggs at others. Uh, I, I, I don't know if Van Gundy's the answer, but the one, two punch of Brandon Ingram and Zion is really good. Those guys are serious basketball players. As I've said before, Lonzo ball is playing. Uh, Josh Hart is balling. Uh, I just wish this team could turn the corner, Tommy. That's what I'm looking for. I thought they had a signature win and that comeback against Boston that was going to help them. It didn't. So we'll see where they go from here. Well, a couple of games this week, and then there's a break for the All-Star event. Uh, So we'll see what happens with the Pelicans there. And when you get on the other side of the All-Star game, it's time for the Pelicans to get some consistency and do a lot better. Uh, going forward. Trey, you talk about the Pelicans being inconsistent as we shift gears to college hoops. That kind of matches Will Wade's LSU Tigers. Jekyll and Hyde, as I've called them on the Sports Shorts Daily videos with Ronnie Rance. I mean, they, they look like a tournament team at times, and at times they look like they couldn't be a tournament team. A couple of games this week that are winnable. Vanderbilt and a Missouri contest added to the schedule on the road this Saturday. Uh, pandemic thing uh, by being bounced on the schedule. Uh, let's talk some LSU hoops and college hoops. March Madness right around the corner. Well, Tommy, it's become obvious at this point, as Darius Days goes, so go the LSU Tigers. When he plays well, they tend to win. When he doesn't play well, they tend to lose. Uh, you know, it <laughs> seems pretty simple, but if you look at them statistically, that's very obvious. So whatever Will Wade can do to get more consistent production out of days, who sometimes looks like an all-conference player and sometimes looks like a junior college player, uh, I I think we'd be better off if we can get more consistency out of him. I'll use the word frustrating again. It's frustrating to be an LSU Tiger basketball fan right now. Uh, Will Wade obviously can recruit. Uh, some nights it looks like he can coach. Some nights it looks like he doesn't. Some nights it looks like his team isn't putting forth enough effort. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, but I I hope they can turn it around and at least make a run here and get in the tournament and win a couple of games because we're going to lose a lot of guys off of this team and we're going to be rebuilding again next year. And when you bring in talented kids, that's what happens. Obviously, our best offensive player, Cam Thomas, won't be back next year. And I don't think uh, the other guys, Smart, Watford, maybe Days, I don't think any of them are going to be back either. So uh, I'd like to see this bunch make a run before they all leave. Well, and March Madness is around the corner, going to be in Indianapolis, kind of the bubble concept, if you will. Teams are jockeying for those number one seeds and tournament. Uh, going to be a, a little different. Well, it's going to be a lot different in many regards, but it's still going to be March Madness. 
still going to be an NCAA tournament. Uh, I heard an interview today with Scott Drew, the head coach of the Baylor Bears. And, you know, he made a good point. He said, you know, college basketball players last year, there was no tournament. So they'll take a tournament, even if it's a bubble concept in Indianapolis, just so they can say, hey, we played in March Madness. We we won a game or whatever might happen to each team respectively. So I think collectively college basketball is looking forward to having the return of March Madness. Well, it's good for it's good for the game, Tommy. It's good for the fans. It's good for the players. It's good for the schools. Uh, a lot of money involved. Uh, let's get it on. I'm ready for it. Yeah, no question about that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Trey, I mentioned, you know, Major League Baseball spring training going on. Uh, you've got some uh, spring training games. They're all a little bit different, five-inning games or seven-inning games. It's some different things across the board as Major League Baseball, about a month away from opening the season. I'm looking forward to that. Before we get into some other topics, I remind you about Andy Wells for all of your real estate needs in Louisiana. Call or text Andy Wells at 225-772-6000. Trey, we got a couple of topics, if you will. We're gonna, I'm going to throw them out, and you and I are going to comment. And we hope the folks enjoy our hard-hitting comments. And again, please share this podcast with your friends. We're going to start with the Texas Longhorns, their song, their tradition, the eyes of Texas. Lots of controversy during the season last year that, they typically have played this after the game, win or lose. And then last year, a bunch of players decided to exit the field and not follow tradition. Alumni and financial supporters of the program were quite upset, Drake. Let's talk about the, the Longhorns and the eyes of Texas. Well, Tommy, you know, the media narrative is that everybody is in lockstep with the demands of Black Lives Matter. That's anything but the case. That's fake news, if you will. Texas released information that they got 300 emails on the topic of dropping the eyes of Texas, which, as you said, was demanded by players across all sports at the University of Texas in Austin. Well, of the 300 emails that the school president got in regard to this topic, more than 70% of those emails demanded that the school keep playing the song. Uh, that goes against the media narrative and everything that we're told. And some were quite outspoken about it. One 1970 graduate, and his name has been withheld by the university, says that less than 6% of our current student body is black. Uh, you know, the tail cannot be allowed to wag the dog. The dog must instead stand up for what is right. I think that's a great comment right there. And, uh, you know, I'm glad people are fighting against this new woke culture that demands that anything that offends anybody be totally eliminated from our culture. It's, uh, it's sad, and I'm proud of the UT fan base for standing up on this issue I applaud them. I've been to Austin many, many times. It's an incredibly liberal city. I call it San Francisco, Texas. Uh, <laughs> they, they, I mean, it, it, my son was ridiculed for wearing an American flag T-shirt in a bar in Austin one night. That's how bad it is there. But uh, some of the alumni of Texas have not lost their minds and are speaking up on this topic, and I appreciate that. Well, here's 
one of the things I look at, okay, we're not supposed to change history. We're supposed to learn from it and make ourselves better. There's things historically that are not good, you know, that you could never, you know, say today or act out today or whatever. But you, you don't want to change history. Why change tradition? But, you know, you can go forward, try to create a new tradition if that's what somebody wants to do. But I, I'm like you. I mean, look, it used to be that sports and politics would every now and then cross the line. And, you know, then that line kind of got more blurry. Now I think sports and politics are driving in the same lane. Unfortunately, I'm going to go back to something you've heard me say, Trey, and many people have heard me say who have listened on radio and TV and now in the podcast world uh, for, for many, many years. I mean, listen, I tune into a basketball game to watch basketball. I put a baseball game on to watch baseball. I turn college football or the NFL on to watch football. If I want political influence or observations to for me to be able to watch, I'll put on a political channel or a station or a program or a podcast. But I, I don't think we need to keep crossing the lines. I realize sports is on a pedestal in society because it's kind of a rallying call for everybody, a rallying point for people to divert away from everyday life and go into the fun and games department. But again, I think the majority of the people aren't tuning into sports to be politically slanted. They want sports. They want golf. They want hockey. They want tennis, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, and, and I just wish we could get back to more of that. And in the rare occasions when the sports has to cross the political line or vice versa, so be it. But then let's get back to the sport. Well, look, I can promise you people are not tuning in to watch sports to hear commentators talk about political issues. That's a that's a fact. I mean, there's no, no arguing that matter. Uh, and are people disgusted with it? Yeah, and you can see it in the uh, TV ratings. You'd think without people being able to attend games, the TV ratings would be up, but they're not. Attendance is down. A lot of that's because of COVID restrictions, but TV ratings are down across the board in all major sports. And that's a result of the woke culture. It's, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I tune that out. I watch basketball at night because I have quit watching the news. I haven't watched a news program in months. I got so disgusted with the results of the election and the way I thought the election turned, and yes, I think there was fraud. Uh, I think we have a president that was not duly elected and who is not of sound mind and body. That, that guy was a buffoon this weekend. He can't remember anybody's name. Uh, you know, we're in a bad spot, and sports should be a bastion insulated from all of that. But because of these athletes who want to be more than just athletes. They want to be spokesmen for peop for whatever, uh, and they're ruining the sport. LeBron James is killing the NBA. He's absolutely single-handedly destroying the NBA, and he won't shut up. And he's an uneducated man, and he speaks like it, and every time he opens his mouth, he proves it. And Kyrie Irving referring to himself as a black king I didn't really understand that until I talked to somebody younger and he said, oh yeah, the black culture is full of kings and queens, black kings and black queens, and they refer to themselves that way. Imagine if I referred to myself as a white king, Tommy, 
if yeah, I was somebody uh, prominent in, in culture, if I called myself a white king, people would be wanting to hang me up in the public square and kill me. I agree with you. You know, you make the biggest a great point that you make. The TV ratings should be up considering limited attendance and all of that stuff. We all know that story. So there has to be a reason why they're not only staying the same, but they have plummeted is because they have driven fans away from the game. Not just the ones who can't attend the game, but the ones who have now found better things to do with their time, their money, their families, instead of watching a particular sports event, whatever that may be. You're always going to have the hardcore fans watching. That, that There's always going to be a, a segment of that present for all sports. And, and a lot of people really, you know, support their particular favorite team and all of that. But, you know, that, that, that sums it all up. TV ratings, due to the pandemic, should be going upward, yet they're going downward. So when you look to why... It's got to be because they have blurred the lines. And they're the same, you know, they, it's too much polit- politics. And we, we think people don't want that. And I think most people would agree with us on that particular thing. Absolutely, Tommy. And, and to boot, not only should TV ratings be up because you can't go to the games, there's not much else to do. People are stuck in their homes. You'd think more people would be watching sports. Oh, man. You know, it's, it's, right, it's got, crazy. It's crazy. A couple of minutes left here. A couple of other topics we want to hit on. Eric Gilbert, kid out of Georgia, came to LSU to play football, was the leading receiver when he quit the team. Uh, tremendous physical ability, tremendous upside, but the control tower seems to be uh, not hitting on all cylinders. You know, leaves LSU. Says he's going to go to Florida. Now he's pulling back his commitment from Florida because there was an issue about whether the SEC was going to allow him to play. Now I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, again, here's that old, the old uh, cliche of it's a billion-dollar airport with a hundred-dollar control tower. This is a confused young man. Well, obviously, Tommy. I think the best comment I heard about this over the weekend was he has commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> but you oh, know, I, I feel sorry for the kid Tommy he obviously has a world of talent he obviously has some mental issues I, I don't know I, I'm not gonna say he's mentally ill but he certainly has some issues I hope he resolves them I wish him well I wished he had come to LSU and become an all-American tight end for us that didn't happen uh, unlike some LSU fans, I, I don't wish any ill will towards him. Uh, I, I hope he has a productive career and turns out to be a good human being. And finally, Drew Brees, a video services of him working out at the parking lot of a hotel and now, you know, changed his contract base salary for this coming year in order to help the Saints with salary cap things. And, you know, I think most people have foregone conclusion that he would retire and not play football anymore, not play for the Saints anymore. Now, it's been a buzz since this video came out over the weekend and some of the national shows today. Might Drew Brees try to make a comeback? Hey, look, I know this is about Drew Brees, but sooner or later, it's got to be what's best for the New Orleans Saints organization. And if Mickey Loomis, the general manager, and Sean Payton, the head coach, don't already 100% know Drew Brees' decision, and they may know it, and they're going to allow him to 
make the announcement when he feels like it. But if he don't know it, I think Drew Brees owes it to the organization and its fans to let people know what's up and quit everything twisting in the wind and the constant conversation about it. Well, number one, Tommy, can he find a better place to film a workout video than a hotel parking lot? I mean, yeah, this I mean, guy that, has money. He has money and access to anything he wants. I, 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 and I'm not just joking about that. Wow, what's what's up with that? Look, I love Drew Brees as a person. I've always admired him as a player. I think more of him as a human being than a football player, and he's a darn good football player. So that goes to show you what I think about him. But I think he's got the team held hostage. I think uh, it's time to move on. And by all means, if you're not going to retire, come out and let everybody know so this team can make its plan to move forward with him, I guess. I I don't know how if he decides to come back, you, you don't tell him no you got to come back with somebody else. We don't want you, especially if he's willing to play for the million dollars that his contract now reads is what he would be due if he did play. Uh, if he does that, I have more admiration for him than ever, but I think it's better off for the New Orleans Saints to put the Drew Brees era behind them and move forward. Uh, you know, we can't be a year down the road looking at this situation again. Oh, man, we fell just short. Maybe Drew's going to come back and make one more run. Sometimes you just need to close that door and open the next one. And I think that's where the Saints are at. Uh, we've talked uh, ad hominem about the lack of the downfield passing game. You know, somehow Drew could get a bionic arm between now and next fall. Yeah, we'd love to have him back, but that's not going to happen. That only happens on TV. So uh, I think it's time for the Saints to move on. Well, father time is undefeated. Everybody's got to hang it up at some time. I think his time is near. I'll be shocked if he tries to return, but never say never. Trey Blossman, we appreciate uh, you today on this episode of Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Hope you have a wonderful week. Now that we're into the new month, have a wonderful month, and we will get together again soon for another podcast. Look forward to it, Tommy. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 